Hey, bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome back to Transatlantic Confusion, the show where two best friends around the world try and figure out the world around them and themselves. My name is Devin Moncada, and how are you doing, Camille? Hello, hello. I am good. My name is Camille Clausen. I am doing great. Uh, how was your week? How have you been? What's going on? Tell me everything. Will do. My week was pretty great. Um, just worked. Um, just continuing to take care of myself, which I encourage everyone who is listening to do so. And um, it's been kind of an interesting week with the news. Uh, some of it bad, some of it good, in my opinion. And let's jump into that, I guess, real quick. So mm -hmm. first things first, this happened this morning. The Senate broke the filibuster, which is just another way of saying they voted to end debate, which means it will definitely go through. We just don't know by how much. The bipartisan infrastructure agreement proposed by President Biden, according to most analysts, it will be around $533 billion, which will be the largest investment in American infrastructure um, in decades, which is really big news. Now, it is way smaller, like I've said before, than the initial proposal. But right after this, the Senate Democrats are going to start their negotiations for the uh, party line budget reconciliation act. So most likely a lot more things are going to be pushed through. That being said, there has been, you know, some not so great news. Uh, for one thing, COVID is now surging again in the United States, the Delta variant being a, a huge concern now, which if you are not vaccinated and you are unsure about getting vaccinated, I sincerely want to ask you, please get vaccinated. I have been vaccinated. I have asthma. So, you know, I could have credible reason to feel worried about getting COVID. It is completely safe. It is what you need to do to end this pandemic. We don't want to go back into lockdown. And if you feel comfortable doing it and you're not vaccinated, please reconsider. Also, um, most people are now under the directive to wear masks again in enclosed public spaces, which, you know, I honestly don't really care that much about because it wasn't that much of an inconvenience for me in the first place. And it, you know, it helps you not get sick in general. So please wear a mask, get vaccinated if you can. Seriously, this has gone on far too long and we are all frustrated by it. So there's that. Um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of it for... U.S. news, but you had something, and again, it's the Olympics related. Uh, we we sure have been talking a lot about the Olympics for people who said and did like half an episode on not caring about the Olympics, you know? Well, yeah, but it's not my fault that CNN keeps telling me there's breaking news, and every single time it's just about the Olympics. Like, come on, that's not breaking uh -huh. news. Fair enough. Is Cuomo resigning yet, CNN? Are you not going to tell us that yet, huh? Huh? Um, huh? Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. Andrew Cuomo, fucking resign. Let's not talk Thank about you. this motherfucker. It's going to just upset me, and it's already like 11 p.m. my time, and I would like to be able to sleep tonight without oui. having murderous thoughts. So um, just a little quick update on Simone Biles, who, after, you know, um, pulling away from multiple Olympic events, citing, obviously, you know, health reasons, whether it was mental health or having the twisties, which we covered, uh, and that sounds, you know, scary as fuck uh she did return to uh, the competition and won a bronze medal on balance beam which like girl mvp girl, right there like, mvp 
amazing. And uh, if I'm getting this right, and I might not be, but I do think, yeah, there's something about it. Um, she actually, like her aunt, unfortunately had uh, passed like shortly before she mm-hmm. joined the Olympics again. So that's pretty sad. But yeah, she pulled through and, you know, obviously got a, got a medal. So, and uh, yeah. But she also said she hasn't confirmed her future plans in the sport following these games, including the 2024 Paris Olympics, which once again, I am not looking forward to, um, aside from a headlining tour across the US. And she said, Paris is definitely not in my mind frame because I think there are so many things that I have to work on for myself first, which she is right. Valid. Do She's you- 24. It's three years away. Also, real quick things. Another thing I just remembered. Apparently, there was a Belarusian athlete who claimed asylum. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. While in Japan, that was a whole mm-hmm. thing. And um, there, have you seen the new logo for the 2024 Paris Games? It looks like this French no. flapper. Okay. Well, it looks like this French flapper face type of thing. Because it's the 20s, Wait. you know. Very. I'm looking it up right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this one. Yeah, no, I know this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it kind of went viral because it's turning into a bit of a meme. Um, oh Which I find hilarious. Well, people are comparing it to <laughs> Liza Minnelli's face in Cabaret. And then well, also... Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Also, there's that one character from Fleabag, the sister yeah. character, who got that god-awful haircut. haircut. Yeah. Claire, it's French. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, yeah, I just I remembered just, that. It just looks a bit... I don't see the point. Um, Are you happy to be in Paris? Well, oui. the thing is, it's not hair. It's not hair. It's just a flame. It, oh, is that what it is? But, yeah, it's the Olympic flame. It looks like a face. In a golden circle, yeah. It's not it actually like a woman. It looks like a woman's face. It looks like yeah, a, Parisian, a Parisian. I think I think it's made on purpose because the it does look like lips. That's... Yeah, definitely lips. But no, when you look at it from the focusing on the white part of it and not the golden part of it, it's definitely the Olympic flame. Oh my god! So I'm getting, go. I'm getting the dress flashbacks with that. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, for the Belarusian um, athlete, that's actually it's it's a pretty scary story from what I've read on it. You know, they, the the coaches were like basically like forcing her to get on the plane to go back home, and she was like, "No, fuck that, I don't want to do it." And there was a big scene at the airport, and then she was able to not climb asylum. She was put on a flight, but not um, not to Belarus, but I think to Vienna, um, and. Uh, and she said it didn't there have anything to do. It was I don't know what she's claimed yet. I just last I heard she was on a flight to Vienna, so I don't know. But um, the thing is, she said it had nothing to do with politics. Which, okay, um, I mean that might be the case. I don't know. It's just you know everybody's first thought was it was because of politics. But then the two coaches, I believe, were sent home because of what happened with her at the airport. They were sent back home, just like the German coach. Like, I don't think he was a coach, but like the German uh, production team, whatever the hell, uh, for one of the biking events was also fired and sent home to Germany after making um, racist comments. Like he was cheering on the German guy and was basically calling the people that were ahead of him like terrible racial slurs. So he got fired. Scheisse. Scheisse. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Um, well, that's very interesting. Um I hope mm-hmm. she's okay. 
But with that... So do I. Uh, yeah. No, but wait. I do have a check-in on my end that doesn't have to do with sports. Um, well, it kind of does, I guess. Did you guys know that there's a sport for pigeons? Did you? No. Why? Pigeons that race. Why would I know that? How would I know that? How do you know that? Because culture. Uh, no, <laughs> because <gasps> because I oh. read, darling. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. No, no. So what happened was, um, I never quite understood how it worked, but. My grandfather had a pigeon coop, which looked more like a house. And basically, he was taking care of pigeons a lot. But these were not normal pigeons. These were champions, all right? And the idea was you drive them, like, way, way far. Like, way, way far. Like, I'm talking to another country far. Like, take them somewhere far. See what I mean by far away? Like, far away. And then you release them. And the first one to make it back home wins. Pigeons. All right, pigeons. So my grandfather got awards. I remember one time he gave me this like framed thing that I didn't understand what it was at the time, but it was actually like one of his awards for, you know, one of his champion pigeons. And today I was cleaning uh, my old room and I found this ad, I guess, that he got done, like made or done or how you like created or whatever, um, probably in the early 2000s, where he's posing with like a pigeon in his hand. And then there's like three, you know, it looks kind of like the cliche pictures of the 70s and 80s, where it's that weird, like, ethereal, you know, kind of way, like people looking into the distance, you know, for their portraits. Uh-huh. It's like this, but with three pigeons. <laughs> and they're like looking into the distance. And and there, there's their names. And then I guess a bunch of dates, but I don't know what that means. A bunch of numbers, which is probably maybe their records. I have no idea. But anyway, one of them. I didn't catch I, I didn't catch it, but when I showed it to my mom, she was like, Oh yeah, that's fun. Look, he named one of the pigeons after you. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And um <laughs> yeah, one of the pigeons wasn't named like Camille, but was named uh Mimi, but like M-I-M-I-L-L-E. So today I've learned uh, you know, 20 years later, that my grandfather loved me so much that he might not have been able to come visit me in Paris, but he sure named a pigeon after me. So, so that's great. That, that the pigeon's probably dead by now, but I have the picture. It looks like a I cute love pigeon. How, I love how your first thought was, yeah, that bird's probably dead. Like, okay. Would you not have liked to see a YouTube video of the reunion in between the two Camilles, one being a champion pigeon and the other being like a, an okay person? <laughs> don't sell yourself short. But also, I don't know how to fly and I get lost easily is, in, in stores. I'm the opposite of a champion pigeon. That's what I'm you saying. You have a college degree and GPS on your smartphone. You're fine. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> That pigeon's got no degree, so I win. Mm-hmm. Does that pigeon have a podcast? I don't think so. <laughs> Can you um, imagine a pigeon podcast? I mean, woo, if we keep woo, talking about woo, pigeons, woo. we might as well be one. I swear, if we ever, ever get to a point where we have merch, we're going to have a pigeon's t-shirt, and it's just going to be a little pigeon with a beret and a little baguette, but also like a Budweiser, because, you know... <laughs> America. Branding. It's going to be the most confused pigeon at all. 
but it will still be a champion. Yeah. So anyway, mm -hmm. so that was a bit of a weird moment today where I was like, hmm, okay. But um, does that yeah. make you love your family even more? Well, it's just I thought it was kind of cute, honestly, especially because he never mentioned really anything. Cute. But it's pretty cute. So yeah, I hope the pigeon stayed a champion till the end. Otherwise, I'd be very disappointed. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. But then right after finding this out, I had this other very weird experience, Devin. I. I did something that I didn't think was humanly possible. Did I watched. Did you go on a date? No. Shut up. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was such low-hanging fruit. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> no, but you're right. You're right. It's not humanly possible. It's not. So I'll let you know when that happens, because, like, it's going to be a national holiday for everybody. Be but... here COVID times. Oh, last thing. I do remember that because you mentioned something when we were on the phone earlier and you were like, well, yeah, when we celebrated the 4th of July, not the 4th of July, the 14th of July. And I'm like, well, you know, it's France, you know, f fun fact, everyone, France actually does celebrate 4th of July, mm -hmm. but parce que de la grève, it's always 10 days late. <laughs> yeah, strikes <laughs> always make everything late. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why, yeah. I get confused every year because I'm like, I want to celebrate the 4th, but French people don't. And I'm like, awkward. Ugh. It's like that one person on Reddit that was like, do people outside the United States celebrate the 4th of July? And I was like, no, why would they? Well, because it's a national holiday. No, it's not. It's a national holiday. It's not international. What? <sighs> We're a superpower, Camille. Well, act like it then. <laughs> that came out so cold i'm sorry <laughs> that was like the frenchest thing you have said to me today well act like it <laughs> come on now act like it uh, i do not have the time to wait for you to become a superpower that you promised me you would be uh. anyway so no what i did that was not humanly possible but at least I thought so until I did it, because nothing stops me. I watched four hours of Twilight in two hours. Wow. How did I do that? How did I do that? I Suffering? Yes, a lot of it. But no, I found this little thing on Netflix that I guess was there all this time, but that I never thought about, you know, using, which is when you can make the speed go faster on a movie. And so I put it to 1.5 times speed and they were all talking very, very fast and running even faster. And it was like, everything was happening so fast. And I was like, ah! and I could still like understand them. Cause you know, it's not like three times faster. Come on. But um, yeah, so that was interesting. And, uh, and I have a bunch of notes. So are you ready everybody to finally finish this saga with us? Yes. Remembering these movies and listening to you freak out about these movies is its own saga that I am thoroughly enjoying far more than anything involving sparkly vampires. But also, <laughs> that sounds like such a weird trip. Like, I'm so glad. Okay, I'm, a, I'm, I'm of two minds. I kind of wish you could have been high for that because I'm imagining <laughs> what your other reactions would have been. But also, on the other hand, I am so glad that I was not present and or inebriated while that was happening. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I don't, I don't think, think I would I have been able to it. follow. Mm -mm, no, it's just, 
And I thought it would kind of make their voices high pitched, but it didn't. So I was a little bit but disappointed. But not chipmunks. <laughs> but no, but still, you know, sometimes when you make it go really fast, like their voices kind of become a different pitch, but not this time. But I think the thing that really broke me the most in terms of giving me headaches and stuff was the music, like the background music. Oh, yeah. Because then imagine. the background music is all out of sync. So, you know, when they talk, like you can kind of understand what they're saying, even though they're speaking way faster. But when the music gets in there, it's like, oof, ah, ah that's, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Wait, the music was sped up too, right? Yeah. That's okay, why it felt so weird because like the music, okay. it's like, you know, you're, they're skipping notes and stuff because it's going so much faster and you're like, oh, see what I mean? Yeah. So that was a source for headaches, but it's all right. So anyway, breaking down part one. So and two, right? We're doing both. Yes, yes, we're okay. doing both. So I got very worried. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That I, four hours of Twilight in two hours, but I did both movies. So <clears throat> what happened in the last one? I don't remember. I don't fucking know. It's these movies are so much. Uh, <laughs> They fought off Victoria's vampire army, and then the Volturi were like, why isn't she That's dead right. yet? She's like, the data That's set right. fuckers, meow. And yeah, then- and then, yeah, and then he was like, you have to marry me, and she was like, okay. So. Jacob proposed a threesome, and it didn't go over well. <laughs> <laughs> no, so here we are. So um, they're getting married. So basically... Nothing much happens at the beginning. Okay, really nothing. It's like, okay, Alice is going all over the place, being all like, I'm going to decorate everything. Boom, boom, boom. Like, they basically prepared a wedding in a month, which is insane. Even for rich people, that's insane. But I guess for vampires, that's all right. So, uh, they, they, you know, uh, Edward has a... Oh, no, no, wait, first thing. It starts by people receiving the wedding invitation, which, okay, Jacob wasn't aware of it, so he's all mad. You know, he didn't think they would actually go through with it. But my question is, why are Bella's parents not aware of this? Like, Charlie receives the invite. It's not even Bella that comes to tell him, even though she's still living with him. She doesn't tell him. He receives the invite and is sitting alone in his kitchen, staring at it like, Oh shit. And then her mom gets it in Arizona and goes to see her like husband and she's like, Ooh, it's happening. Like, aren't you supposed to be the first ones to know? Like you're the parents. Anyway, I thought that was weird. But once again, their fa- their entire family relationship is fucking weird. So why would Bella waste the postage to mail her father a exactly, wedding invitation? Exactly. She lives there. <laughs> she can't just sit him down and be like, hey, dad, I'm getting married and here's the date. You know, like, please show up in a tux and we'll be good. Um, also, it's in two weeks, so hurry it up. But um... okay. Okay, we're, already, <laughs> we're already 20 minutes into this podcast. Let's move it along. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. So, 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 so. Uh, Edward goes with the boys to hunt. That's his, like, bachelor's party, which is weird. She doesn't get one. She goes to bed okay. all alone. It looks, like, sad. So they have a beautiful wedding. I still love her dress to this day. It looks a little worse than I thought it did, but I still like it very much. That girl is wearing stilettos and walking on grass. That's the first red flag. That's not possible. I'm just saying. That's unnatural. She's also Bella Swan. Are you sure no, no, you no, really no, want no. to tempt no, no, no. fate? The, the stilettos, you know, we've all lived this as like people that might wear heels. Like, you know, everybody that's worn heels before, especially stilettos, you know. Every time you step on the grass, your stiletto digs in the grass. Actually, it's a terrible thing for wedding venues because often they have to redo their entire grass because of guests walking in there on heels that just dig into the, the ground. So, 
that was aerate the grass <laughs> yeah so then we have anna kendrick which i don't remember her name in the movie but anyway she's a real bitch in this movie she's all like oh i wonder if bella is showing maybe she's probably pregnant because you know who gets married at 18 <laughs> which doesn't suit anna kendrick it doesn't like she's she seems to be so far from like a jealous bitchy lady that it was like really cringy to see her act that way i was like oof anna now i understand why you forgot that you were in the twilight movies because I would have blocked that out too. Um, I bet you money she was drunk for those scenes. Oh, probably. I mean, come on. I, I would have gotten drunk too, just to like put the dialogue into the world. Um, then we have like, it's pretty funny, but horrible at the same time. We get a bunch of the speeches, but like bit by bit. So you get a little bit of Charlie's speech, a little bit of her mom's speech, a little bit of Emmett's speech, whatever. Um, and my favorite, as usual, was Charlie, who was like, um, basically, it was the cliche of the dad, you know, the American straight cis man father who is all like, I'm a cop. So I know I how to hunt know. somebody. <laughs> And I know I how to use know. a gun. No, but you know, in all the movies and TV shows, it's always that, you know, your daughter goes to prom and the father comes out with a shotgun and says like, you know, bring my baby girl back back then or like, I'll show you how to use this gun or whatever. Like it's weird bullshit. But he's just like, I'm a cop and I know how to hunt somebody. I also know how to use a gun. Like, don't fuck with her. <laughs> and I was like, Charlie, stop. That's embarrassing. They're literally married at this point. Anyways, all the speeches were so cringeworthy. Like, her mom didn't even make a speech. She just sang a lullaby. Lady, calm down. So anyway, then Edward is all like, oh, like, I got you a wedding present. It's in the woods. Come on over. And she's like, ooh, what? In the woods? So weird. And it's Jacob. And Jacob is all like, oh, hi. And then he's like, oh, I thought... I thought you'd already be like a, a vampire, you know, like you still are you. And she was like, well, yeah, because I wanted to basically she's like, I wanted to enjoy my honeymoon while I was still human. You know, wink, wink. Got to do the deed, you know, got to. And he's like, what? And then he gets all mad and yells at her that the D is going to kill her. <laughs> you can't do that. He's going to kill her. No. You can't have sex, basically, because like. No, Bella, not in my good Christian doghouse. Not it's in my good Christian doghouse. Nah, his penis is dangerous. Anyway, so I was like, okay, Jacob, come the fuck down. This just reminds me of one of my absolute favorite TikToks by Molly Darrow Six. Love you, girl. Uh, where she's like, Edward, I'm ready to die for that sparkly penis. Get a <laughs> flashlight on it, shining on it, disco stick. I'm ready. So needless to say, Bella Swan is really, really hungry for Edward Collins' disco stick. Oh my god. (laughs) So so anyway, so then Jacob obviously storms away like he knows, you know, to do so well. And he's like, "Mm, mm, whatever, and then just leaves. (laughs) And I was like, okay. Um, That's when I started speeding it up. I was only like 20 minutes into it. I got to speed that shit up. I can't. That's too weird. So then I was kind of like... Ugh, you know, so awkward because Bella is definitely not dressed like herself and, you know, she looks all preppy and you can tell Alice has been picking everything for her and it's, like, so embarrassing, honestly. Like, just be yourself, honey. It's your wedding. Um, but, yeah, they... Uh, Edward just takes her away. Also, other question. Is it normal in the U.S. that people leave? Like, the newlyweds leave, like, during the reception? I thought they would until the next day to leave no. for their honeymoon. No, they leave during you... the reception. They're like, "Bye, I'm gonna. Oh. Thanks for coming. I'm gonna get in my car and get the fuck out of here." 
a lot of people don't even like have honeymoons anymore because it's expensive and money's <laughs> here's the thing weddings on average in the united states cost around ten thousand dollars who does so that? Ugh, uh, okay straight white people and you know rich gay people i guess but um mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway yeah normally the reception is supposed to be like a time to like party and everything like that and then like yeah you leave the next day on a honeymoon exactly the next day that way you can get drunk and not have to drive anywhere during the reception come on but anyway i guess that edward doesn't care because he can't even drink or eat anything so um so she doesn't even know where she's going turns out they're going to brazil Devin, what is my usual question why where are the passports (laughs) oh where are the passports so anyway so they get to brazil to rio de janeiro in the middle of the night and they're like a little bit of dancey dance and then he's like oh no we're not staying here like honey let's go things are in the boat goes like just the two of them boom on the boat they get to an island and he just casually says this is esme island it was a gift from carlisle to esme and i'm like these people have islands (laughs) The fact they're vampires is one thing, but they're so indecent. Like it's they're so rich, it's indecent. Okay, okay, this is the part where I'm like, okay, that doesn't make any fucking sense, because, <laughs> because, like the whole reason like they're pretending to be high schoolers is so they don't have to like worry about sticking out from society. If you're mega rich and you own an island anywhere. Why not just live there and you don't have to worry about hiding the fact that you're a vampire? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because, see, the house is not going to keep itself up to their standards. They need to have housekeepers. And we meet the housekeepers. And one of them is a lady. And they didn't have subtitles for what she was saying in, like, Spanish? Portuguese? I don't know. But anyway, in Brazil. Portuguese. Yeah. So she was going, but I don't know because she was coming from a tribe. So maybe it was also like a tribal. I don't know. So anyway, that she's is all like so freaked cringy. Out. Yeah, oh my God. All, that is so I cringy. Know. And she's all like freaked out because like she suspects that Edward is a vampire, obviously. So she's like all worried about leaving Bella alone with him. Whatevs. She becomes useful later, but it was just so weird to have the two housekeepers just like show up at some point. Anyway, so they get there and Bella keeps like looking at the bed and being like, let's get it on uh they don't first they go skinny deep dipping in the sea at night dude i don't even go in the sea during the day because i can't see anything under the water it scares the shit out of me me watching them in the sea at night where like everything is pitch black because it has to be pitch black because they're both buck naked so of course they have to be pitch black because we can't show naked people come on um and it like scared me like it like it made me stressed out. Like, I had seen Wait. the movie before, but I was expecting, like, a shark. <laughs> I was like, is it Jaws? <laughs> out of all things to scare you, that does it? Yeah, I, I really have a thing about water where I can't see what's in it. And here they put oh, two people in the sea, like, really jet black, you know, can't see shit in the middle of the night. And I was like, oh, no, that's not good. So anyway, they do the... Ew. Are you trying to say that they fuck? Are you trying to say that they fuck? They really, yeah, but they, it's not even, it's not even fucking at this point. He destroys the bed and like gives her bruises. Uh, That sounds like a fun time. I know. I know. To me also, I was like, hello. But 
actually he's all mad because he's all like oh i told you i shouldn't do this that i was gonna hurt you look at you you've got bruises and i like i'm sorry but i i was like bruises can be fun (laughs) her body her choice exactly and i was like you know if she's all right with it like bruises aren't always bad like come on like like i mean take that with a grain of salt you know everything has to do with consent but like she was happy. She was super happy. Then he keeps avoiding her. She keeps trying to like give him hints that she like wants to fuck again. And he won't do it. Because now he's like a little bitch about it. So anyway, also I was thinking like, dude, you can be a good lover without using your neither regions. You know, you can just use your hands. Use your hands. Like, ever be a happy lady. Come on. What that mouth do? Exactly. You know, it sucks. I also still don't understand how can, they can have sex when he doesn't have blood flowing through him. But okay, okay. I guess, you know, I should write a letter to sexual, like sexually, <laughs> to Stephanie Mayer and be like, Steph, wait, where was I? I lost my line. So yeah, so then she's all like, meh, Edward. And he's like, last night was the best night of my existence. And it's like, oh, cut it off, you know. Like, and then he keeps don't, avoiding her. Don't cut it off. Oh, uh, no. no, no. I, I was like, ugh, gross. So... Anyway, so then that's where the housekeepers come into the thing. And they're like, oh, and that lady, like, it was such a cliche. It was horrible. Where that lady starts, like, cussing at him and, like, praying. And I was like, what? Um, like, would you please stop? Anyway. Um, that's when we find out that Bella is pregnant. First of all, that's not even it. First, we find out that they've been on this fucking honeymoon for 14 days. Anyway, <clears throat> she wait a finds- second. How yeah. is that fucking possible? What? The 14 How days? How is she pregnant? <laughs> we never find out. So, um. That's not how this works. I'm gay and I know that's how that works. Or not know <laughs> how that's worked. So, no, so, so, wait. So, we know because girl gets a little bit nasty with her chicken, meaning that she eats it like undercooked and I thought that was gross but she thinks hmm it's weird I don't mind it undercooked with a little bit of blood in there and I was like "Ooh, Bella then she catches herself and she's like oh my god that was disgusting and she goes to throw up of of course Edward just comes running in and he's like oh my god are you all right and she's like you shouldn't have had to see that and he of course tells her the beautiful thing of in sickness and in health darling oh oh disgusting so she's like, can you hand me my pack, please? And he like brings her like her, you know, thing, whatever. I don't know how you call it. And in there, she's got like a box of Tampax. Little advertisement in there. Product placement, Tampax. Um, and she has this realization, which also, I'm, I'm sorry. Personally, I know exactly when my period is going to be every single fucking time. How do you suddenly have the realization by looking at a box of Tampax that, oh my God, you're late? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just. Uh, maybe some women really can't follow their periods, and that's possible because everybody's different. Like literally, everybody is different. But I feel like, girl. Plus, that means that you were gonna get your period on your honeymoon. Like that's a bummer. Anyway, so she's or like, exactly oh my God. what Edward planned. Oh no, that's disgusting. <laughs> Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, no. Oh, no, that makes it so much worse. So, anyway. So Sorry. then she's like, 
she's like oh that's weird and she looks at herself in the mirror you know she's got like this very 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 flat tummy and she's like oh, i can feel something inside me and i was like oh no and your burrito edward, what the fuck you're like fucking skinny <laughs> meanwhile edward is staring at the ground like Oh, I fucked up. Oh, I fucked up. Oh, I fucked up. Oh, I've done fucked up. Oh, I fucked up. His phone rings. No, you knocked up. That's what you did. (laughs) His phone rings. Bella answers. It's Alice because Alice has visions of the future. Alice is like, oh my God, Bella, you okay? Hands the phone to Carlisle. Carlisle's like, oh, hey, what's up? She's like, I'm pregnant. He's like, oh my God. And Edward just takes the phone from her. And he's all like... How could that happen? And we never, I don't think we ever find out how it can happen but it did so anyway deal with it then edward is all like don't worry like carl is gonna help us get that thing out and i was like excuse you bitch first of all i get the whole thing of it wasn't supposed to happen and it's probably a monster baby that might kill you okay but it's still her body her choice bud like why is everybody talking to her like we gotta get rid of this thing like what? Because you have to run home that abortion is wrong, Camille. I know, and it really pissed me off. I hadn't caught that the first time because, you know, I was young. Uh, but now I definitely did, and oh my god, it, I was so mad. So then he cleans their like entire room that they've been in for the past two weeks in a matter of 10 seconds, which I said I would like to have myself an Edward, not for any of his qualities whatsoever, except for the fact he can run around and basically pack suitcases in five seconds flat. Make that him the housekeeper. Fun. Exactly. Why? That's why. Also, it's like why? Why are they bringing housekeepers in there? That makes no sense. But then he brings that lady, the housekeeping lady. He brings her over, and he's all like, I don't know, speaking to her without subtitles. I don't know what she was saying, but basically, she like touched Bella's belly, and she was like, oh, "You're gonna die, girl!" And he was like, "Oh my god!" And he was like, okay. Anyway, so then they go back. Jacob is mad. Oh my god, he's so mad let it go let it oh my go God. because basically <laughs> the baby's growing super fast so now they've been back from honeymoon for two weeks you know we've skipped forward a little bit and jacob learns that bella is back but he knows something's fishy because obviously he hasn't seen her yet so he goes to the collins household and he sees her and she's like super like she already was skinny but like at this point she's like skin and bones and she's all like oh you know rosalie can you help me get up you know, so Jacob can see, and uh, she's already, like, at at least, you know, six months pregnant by the, you know, her belly being big and stuff, and he's like, oh my god, and he's like, so mad, oh my god, he's so mad, and then he's like, no, I'm not happy, and they all start talking about, like, Rosalie is all, like, on Bella's side, being like, no, if she doesn't want to, then we should keep the baby, brah, and everybody else is like, no, we should get this thing, or the fetus, or meh, or meh, and Carl is like, I've never dealt with this, and I don't know, Man, I could kill her. All while Bella is sitting there like, uh, guys, <laughs> I said I wanted to keep it. So I'm going to keep it. Like, what? Even Edward is all like, no, girl, got to get this thing out of you. And I was like, oh, my God. So then Jacob is all like, no, you know, I'm not sticking around to watch you die like this. But then what does he do for the remaining of the whole story, meaning a movie and a half, he sticks around to watch her die. So that guy can't trust anything he says. Don't like him. Um, then the werewolves are all losing their shit because, oh my God, uh, that's not okay. 
can't have a half human, half vampire on here. Also, technically, the human is going to die because the vampire will kill her. So, boom, 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 treaty is void. We're going to attack the girl. It's like a whole thing. And I was like, oh, my God, once again, nobody's asking her what she wants to do with her body. Let her decide what she wants to do with her body. She wants to die because her baby kills her from the inside out. Let her die. I'm sorry. That's creepy. And it's like this whole weird choice to make. But she said she, okay, she wants to die having a baby. She'll, okay, fine. Bella, you do you. You're 18. Also, isn't it kind of cringy to be like, so the indigenous people are going to talk about voiding their own treaty? Like, do you guys not get the context of why that would not be something that people would just be willing to do? Maybe that's just a harping thing on my end, but like, Well, okay. I don't know, because it was like, you know, the Cullens can come on their land, and also they can't bite any human. And the point is that the human is going to have to be bitten to be saved because the baby is killing her, therefore the treaty is void, therefore humans are being put in danger, therefore we can come kill you. But she chose and she's married to him yeah, and exactly but they're not okay with i'm telling you everybody gets that's to not a breach of treaty that's just called a loophole yeah well so anyway so then uh, uh the baby breaks her bones also she loses like you know breaks a couple of ribs and stuff that's great um this is really it, awful it was, it was violent i was like "Ooh, like that's gross at some point they give her some human blood to like drink out of a straw because the baby is so hungry that you know bella's heart might not make it through like to delivery and she like drinks that and it's so gross and she's all like oh it's not that bad and i was like oh oh no like these entire movies took such a weird turn with her pregnancy i was like oh my god that's disgusting and then um she calls her dad and he's like, oh, hey, are you feeling better? Because they told him that she had the flu or something after coming back from honeymoon. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing better, but I'm going to a medical center in Switzerland. Very casual. Um, is- and he's like, what? Uh, what? And she's like, yeah, you know, it's more of a spa. It's not like I'm not sick anymore. It's just a bit of a spa, you know, go and relax with the girls and Edward in switzerland don't worry about it we're good we're good and then like edward walks in and he's like oh my god i heard somebody talking because he can read minds the guy can read the baby's mind while the baby is still in bella so that's super weird um and then jacob plays the werewolf being like oh don't worry i'll take care of the baby i'll kill it myself and then he's like haha I was just distracting you while the columns you know did their thing whatever it was so weird then bella is all like oh i found names for the baby if it's a boy it's gonna be ej for edward and jacob and if it's a girl it's gonna be renee's may for renee her mother and esme edward mother so it's renee's may which is a terrible name and this is kids why you don't let 18 year olds kids have been named this after twilight came out. okay the books and the movies you have little girls now running around being called renee's may so i'm just saying um that's terrible and uh yeah and then her oh and that was a disgust oh that was probably the most disgusting scene ever oh my god and she's like they're all like talking about the names and like ha 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 fun 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 and then she goes ah and like her back bends to like a 90 degree angle but backwards not forward you know forward is one thing backwards that's not physical like physically possible see what i mean and the baby is like 
honey, I'll go through bones and everything else until I can get out of this goddamn body. Love you, mom. Bye. Um, so they're like, okay. And there's this like horrible scene where they have to do surgery on her, but they obviously don't really do surgery. Also, they're vampires. So human blood is like a big no-no. You know, they can't really be around it. So Edward basically bites his way through to his like baby. Ugh, ugh. And then Bella dies. And everybody's like, oh shit. And Edward is like, ah, and injects like his venom into her heart directly. And then starts like repeatedly like biting her all over her body to try and give her more venom so that she could come back, but she doesn't come back. And was like, oh my god, I was so sad. And then the baby, the baby is a CGI baby. It's it's very well known that the baby from Twilight was CGI and is disgustingly made. It's horribly made. It's so bad. Like that baby has better eyebrows than I do and bigger eyes than I do. And it's supposed to be three hours old. It's horrible. Very last scene of Breaking Dawn 1. What happens? She suddenly recovers. All the bite marks disappear from her body. She, you know, her bones kind of reattach, which was also a very gross scene. Like her, her entire torso just like, bumps up again you know because the bones were crushed so boom all of a sudden like oh it was it was weird and they made her look so skinny that it was like ugh. anyway um and then she opens her eyes and they're like blood red boom breaking part like dawn part one over and you're like okay so now she's a vampire they have a cgi baby um what else could there possibly be left in this story oh, let me tell you when Jacob oh my God. walks into the house because Bella has just died, so he's super pissed and he wants to kill the baby because, you know, who else are you going to take your anger out on than a newborn? Um, and he imprints on the CGI baby and falls to his knees. Imprinting. That's a wolf thing, a werewolf thing, where basically you see this person and you imprint on them. Even if they don't imprint back on you, you know, doesn't matter. You imprint on them, so you become their protector. You become like nothing else matters, but their like well-being. And sometimes it can be like a love, like sexual thing. And other times, like you know, with Jacob and a CGI baby, obviously it's not going to be you know weird like that. Uh, so it's more like becoming, I don't know. Like, this is pretty weird. It's so. This weird. is pretty weird. It's so weird. It's so weird but it leads to a pretty great scene in breaking dawn part two now it's gonna go faster because in breaking dawn part two really it was two hours of not much happening um bella is a vampire now and uh she is pretty funny about it because she keeps running around and she doesn't realize her own strength and uh she's just like you know doing her thing but she's pretty funny and then um Jacob comes to meet her outside and she's like, oh, you look way more like you than I would have thought. Like, cool. And then, oh, no, oh, oh, no. She goes inside to meet her daughter, right? Her daughter, who already looks like a one-year-old after five hours. Okay. Um, and CGI baby still, you know, okay. And uh, she doesn't understand why Jacob keeps being so protective of the baby, even though, like, a day ago he, like, hated the baby. And then, find, like, she puts the pieces together and finds that he imprinted on the baby. And she gets mad because she thinks it's going to be one of those weird, you know, not protection, but more, like, love and, like, come here, baby. Like, literally. Um, and so she, like, Cusses him out of the house and she's like, You imprinted on my daughter. And he's like, No, 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 no. It's not weird like that. You know, otherwise Edward would have killed me already. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's really just I want to be her protector and I'll always be there. And you know, I can't help it. Blah blah blah. She beats him up a little bit. And he's like, Oh, come on, you know, I'm just here for Nessie. And here we have the greatest quote of Twilight's people. And it is Nessie 
You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness monster? How? Well, how did she say that with a straight face? <laughs> how did she like portray anger while saying something so dumb? So dumb. Because this is the movie we find out that Kristen Stewart was actually a great actress all along. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Also, she played a straight woman for this entire time. So um, congratulations. But um, again, yeah, so then... this is so aggressively heterosexual that it loops and back. Also, it's so queer. Yeah. And I also just, I wondered at some point because, you know, um, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson did date in real life for a while. And I was really wondering if they were still dating when that last movie was made because they're portraying this very happy married couple that now is having nonstop sex because, you know, vampires don't get tired and they don't need to sleep. Um, oh my God. And uh, and uh, and I was like, I wonder if they were still together because if they had already broken up, that's just awkward all, 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 all over the place. It's just, it's just awkwardness. Anyway, um, so yeah, so then Alice is like, oh, hey guys, come with me and just brings them to this random house in the woods and is like, well, we thought you'd like to have a house for yourselves. And I was like, do you people just have random shit? Just what? Just, like an island? Now it's a house? No passports? Like tax evasion? Like 350 like high school graduations? Like this is God, I hate rich people. <laughs> so anyway, um, so then, uh, you know, she takes a house tour with Edward and she sees that they put a bedroom in their room. And she's like, well, why? like a bed in their room, because she's like, well, why? You know, we don't need to sleep. And Edward is like, it's not made for sleeping. And I was like, oh, my God, really? <sighs> really? Anyway, um, then they basically explain that um, they have to tell Bella's family that she actually was sicker than she said and that she died at that medical center in Switzerland, right? She died. She didn't make it. Uh, and then they'll have to leave so that nobody sees Bella anywhere and can truly believe that she died and they can mourn her. And Jacob is not okay with that because he doesn't want Renee to leave and blah, blah, blah. So he goes to see Charlie and it's also a pretty great scene he goes to see charlie and charlie's like oh do you have news from bella or whatever and he's like oh yeah 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 um i just have uh i just have to tell you bella uh well bella and he's like oh my god no did she die and he's like no 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 she didn't die she didn't die uh basically she's better she's like much better but in order to become better she had to change and charlie's like jacob i'm not following you what the fuck are you saying like if she's back i have to go see her like right now, this is my daughter we're talking about. And Jacob is like, no, no, but wait, 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 wait. This is going to be pretty weird, Charlie. But basically the world that you've been living in is not what you think it is. And he starts taking his jacket off, then his shirt off in the backyard of the police chief, okay? And then Again. his shoes off. And then his like, and Charlie's like, Jacob, put your shirt back on. And he's like, no, 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 I have to show you this, you know? And it's like, then he like undoes like his pants and you're like, oh my jacob God. what the fuck are you doing and charlie is so confused and then jacob just out of nowhere becomes this humongous wolf and charlie falls on his ass and is like the fuck 
fuck is going on? So then they bring, uh, you know, Jacob goes back to the Cullens. He's like, surprise, I told Charlie that I was a werewolf. And Bella and Edward freak out. They're like, oh my God. And the Volturi learn that we've told a human that we were vampires. Like, they'll come and get us and they'll kill us. And Jacob is like, no, see, I was smart about this. I didn't tell him shit about vampires. I just told him I was a werewolf. So basically... What Jacob did was completely useless. It was just to show off, but it's fine. Fucking and, stupid. I'm sorry. They're I all so stupid. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And then Bella is like, oh my God. But like the problem is, you know, like I'm scared that I'm, I'm going to want to hurt my dad because like, what if I certainly have like a craving for blood? And also like, I am a newly, you know, vampire. So I don't know my strength. Like, and I, I'm just scared, you know, and my eyes are like, red so we should probably take care of that and jacob is like oh yeah also he's coming here in like 10 minutes it's like come on man so they managed to like hide it um charlie is super accepting which is very weird bella basically tells him like i can't tell you and there's some things that you shouldn't know so just trust me on that he's like okay girl got you then they bring renesme over and he's like probably shouldn't ask questions about that either and she's like yep you got it basically our daughter through adopting whatever don't worry about it okay he's like mm, all right got it like charlie what the fuck are you doing um but wait i need to know like i does he actually ever find out that they're vampires no he just he just ignores it completely he just acts as why do i feel let down i know even though like you know renesme so his granddaughter um is growing up like crazy in a matter of like two months she looks like a four-year-old at least and he just keeps being like oh you 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 got taller haha <laughs> and it's like what um so i hate to break it to you but maybe this just means that charlie was dumb the whole time no charlie's an amazing man he just loves his daughter more than anything else in the world so as long as she's healthy and happy i'm guessing he's just willing to you know look past everything else <laughs> i mean she, she's happy she, but again she dead <laughs> yeah so anyway so then there's this lady that we met briefly very briefly at the wedding uh she also played a bitch in the tv show lost so i recognized her that was funny oh my god um, it all is connected <laughs> isn't it? it yeah because there's also <laughs> this, this is how actress, you wrote me in yeah and there's this actress who played in you know, Twilight that played in the, like, Walking Dead. So all of my shows are related to this. Anyway, 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 anyway. So she sees Bella and Wolf Jacob and the kid. And she misunderstands completely because it's well known that nobody communicates in these movies. So she's all like, oh, my God. She doesn't even talk to them. She just goes to the Volturi. She's like, ah, they've created an immortal, like, an, an immortal child. And it's like, what the fuck is that? So it's basically when a vampire turns a child into a vampire so they can have their own little kid because normally vampires can't have kids. Um, But the problem is that the kid is stuck at this age. They can't evolve. They can't grow up. They can't, you know. And so the Volturi made it illegal to basically turn children. But they didn't turn a child. The child was born from, you know, some heavy, sweaty, hanky-panky. So, um why do you have to phrase it like that <laughs> listen i'm just trying to find like the most like awkward ways to say this <laughs> so, that oh, you so can to, be... just to torture me yes exactly um okay yeah so my uh thing is uh snitches end up in ditches so um you just mm, i don't like you don't even give them stitches you just ditch them 
exactly um no you they just end up in ditches you don't even ditch them no you give them worse than stitches and then you put them in ditches um so the Collins are like okay we need witnesses i didn't quite get that either but they're like we need witnesses we're gonna go all over the world and we're gonna like find other vampires and then they're all gonna come over and they're all gonna meet Renesmee and find out that you know she is not an immortal child she's an actual child that's growing up that we don't know what to do with because this has never happened before and when the Volturi comes over we can be like hey what up we have all these witnesses and also if you try to get to us anyway we'll fight you boom boom and I'm like that plan sounds stupid just go to Italy bring the kid with you and be like surprise it's us we've got this kid now you know instead of getting everybody involved like okay anyway uh, so there's a couple actors in there Rami Malik is in there as a vampire that can control the elements okay cool I'm not willing to dive into that moving on yeah um (laughs) That was weird. And uh, also, let's not forget that the problem with the tribe is that the more vampires there are in the area, the more they, the more people in the tribe actually transform into werewolves. So you've got like 12-year-old kids transforming into werewolves, suddenly turning because there's so many more vampires in the area now. And I was like, what? So Jacob ends up babysitting like three new little werewolves. And he's like, okay, guys. I'm like, what? This, what? Um... Then there's like two Russian, I guess, I don't know, Eastern European vampires that show up. One of them is always an actor that plays weird dudes. And I was like, doesn't surprise me that he's there playing a weirdo. Um, And I was like, aren't there any more vampires in the world to like turn against the Volturi though? Because there's only 18 of them. That's nothing. (laughs) I feel like there would be way more, but okay. (sighs) Anyway, so Charlie got a girlfriend. She's from the tribe, so woohoo. Um, and then Alice and Jasper are like, bye, we're gonna just leave without any explanation while you're all preparing to possibly die fighting the Vulture, but like bye-bye. She leaves a like coded message to Bella, and Bella is like, Ooh, so I get this guy's name and like date and time to go see him in Seattle. I found out he's their passport guy. The biggest mystery of all of these movies has finally been solved. They have a passport guy up in really? Seattle. Yes. Really? Yes. And his name is Jay. Jay something. Yeah. And he's this dude who's like, I don't want to know. I've been working with Alice for 15 years. She hasn't aged a day. And her father is very well preserved for his age. That's all I know. Here's your fake passports for that kid and that werewolf. Bye-bye. Plane t- like, like plane tickets, stuff. There you go. Have fun. <sighs> But they solved it. They told me why they were able to travel so easily. They do have passports. Fake ones. So. Whoop-dee-doo. Yes. <laughs> then they celebrate Christmas. Charlie, like, no, not, not Charlie. Edward and Bella come over with an envelope and have the gall to tell Charlie, we didn't have time to wrap it. Guys, it's an envelope. <laughs> How do you not have time to wrap an envelope? Or find Is a nice little leg- money? No, it is actually to get him and his girlfriend Sue out of the way because the Voltri are coming. So it's like this whole fishing trip for five days somewhere far away. Okay, because uh. Charlie loves fishing. So anyway. Cool. Uh, 
vampires are like literally sharing war stories about the Battle of Yorktown and shit like that. I was like, what? Uh, some of them had been waiting like over a thousand years to get to the Voltry, so they're all excited. Um, and then, and then, here is, I think, the one thing that people remember the most from all of these movies is the ending of Breaking Dawn Part 2. Because it was a dream. They're all facing each other, okay? You've got about 20 vampires on one side, and I don't even know how many motherfuckers on the other that are like the Voltry, okay? And it's snowy, and it's like, whatever. Um, and you're like, okay, this is definitely not going to end well. Definitely not. And Alice and Jasper just reappear out of nowhere, and she's like, oh, hey, and shows Michael Sheen, our favorite. He's awesome. Um, shows the vision that she's had you know to basically first he understands that the kid is not an immortal child he's like okay so she was really conceived whatever cool except that boom 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 uno reverse actually i'm not okay with leaving just yet because we don't know if she's going to be dangerous towards us later um or towards humans so we might still want to kill her just in case and so alice shows up she's like let me show you what i've seen to prove to you that uh the kid is not dangerous and she'll live a good and happy life and then she realizes that whatever she tells him, he's already made up his mind. And they start fighting. And um, you've got, let's see, uh, Jasper dies. Then Seth dies. Oh, no, the first one today is Carlisle. Carlisle dies because uh, Michael Sheen beheads him. And everybody was shocked. And I was like, oh, my God, not Carlisle. Then, yeah, so then Jasper dies. Then you've got two werewolves, Seth and Leah, that die. And I was like, what the fuck? And then, like... Rami Malik, because he can control the elements, like punches the ground and the snow parts and the earth parts. And there's like fire and lava underneath. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Why is there fire underneath the ground of snow? Anyway, whatever. Okay. People fight. People die. Michael Sheen gets de decapitated. And twist. That's actually the vision that Alice was showing him. None of it happened. Which I thought it did. Everybody thought it did, and then it didn't. So Carla's still alive, Jasper's still okay and looking constipated, the wolves are still okay, whatever. Um, and yeah, and so then Michael Sheen is all like, oh, haha, um, yeah, you know, maybe we'll just leave. Uh, because, you know, yeah, I don't think the kid is dangerous. I'm sure sure we're good and then in the funniest running away scene they literally run away but like vampires you know they run away super fast and i was watching it at 1.5 speed so they look like they're literally running away in a matter of two seconds they're gone like they're like scattering around like from the screen and uh yeah and then that's it and then it's all oh yeah jacob you know looks at uh, edward at some point at the end and he's like should i start calling you dad and um that was um, weird. Um, Very and weird. And then weird. they end up they end up back in the flower field that I really want to visit, even though I know it's fake. And there's flashbacks to how they met and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then you've got the credits, which I thought the credits were kind of cool because they uh, showed even characters from the first movie. You know, some just a list of names. It was like okay, cool. actual like, um, scenes. But that's it. It's It's over. It's done. Were these movies emotional enough to really warrant um, flashbacks in that way, I guess, is my question. No. Also is, what the fuck? What the, <laughs> what the fuck? fuck? What the but fuck? But can I start calling what you the... down now? 
Which implies <laughs> like, oh yeah, I, I assured you that this whole imprinting thing is not sexual, but it will become sexual. And I'm like, I am. Well, yeah, because she'll be fully grown in just a matter of seven years. <laughs> and then she'll be immortal. So there you go. Oh my god. Okay. And I had a vision. So bud. we're done. We're done. We're done, we're right? Done. Like we're done. Twilight we're done. is done with. We're over with we're it. Done. Okay, cool. Um there's no more weird stuff that happens like uh Charlie doesn't turn into like I don't know like a like a sprite or anything. Like nothing or else a happens. No. Or a pigeon, nothing like that. No. Okay, good. <laughs> no. Thank God. Okay, it's over. Thank God. Um so okay couple things a it's really weird that people latch on to the things that really weren't that big of a deal to hold up as to why these movies were so awful without recognizing the really legitimate criticisms of why these movies were kind of awful <laughs> yeah i mean they were kind of awful but at the same time i mean like they were so bad but also like it really propulsed this, these two actors into, you know, now, I guess. I mean, it was pretty difficult for them um, to kind of step away from the roles, you know. Because usually Fair. when you when you're in these big, big roles for like an entire saga, obviously when you step out of it. I mean, come on, for Christian Stewart to then do... Um, Joan Jett in a movie and then, you know, she did a bunch of other movies. I mean... Fair. Robert Pattinson later on was, you know, in romance movies, sure, but he also was in uh, the Lighthouse, you know, movie mm -hmm. recently. He's going to be Batman next year. He's going to be Batman. Um, I mean, it's just, they've been doing, like, a lot of great things after Twilight, but I feel like the reason we know them, even though they were still, like, they were already doing movies before that, is Twilight, for at least for our generation, because we're teenagers at the time. True. You know. My question is... Um... I know that you, you I know that you rewatched it for the yeah. podcast. Yes. You know, we got some good stuff out of that. By well, the way, if anyone so, wants to it yeah. was rough. It was rough. Yeah. Which leads me to my actual like main question, like do you ever want to rewatch these movies again and would you recommend it to people to watch? No. I wouldn't recommend okay. it. Okay. Um, well, it depends well, on people's tastes, but I wouldn't recommend it. But then would I watch them again? Um, you know, maybe if like one day, I don't know, let's say I take like two weeks holiday and I'm like, how many marathons can I go through? And I do like Harry Potter and I do Twilight and I do Lord of the Rings. Probably. Uh, I can't promise you Star Wars. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, you know, all of these. And then, yeah, I might include Twilight in there. I still think that they got better as the movies went along. First of all, because you could tell the budget. You know, they had a bit more budget, except for that CGI baby. Um, the story, you know, the story is very cliche. There's a lot of cliches in there. Uh, a lot of things I did not expect. You know, like talk about abortion, sex before marriage and stuff, which I did not appreciate. But otherwise, it's still, it's still a love story. And I hate... I guess to clarify... I guess to clarify, you don't appreciate the negative way in which they discussed sex before marriage, right? Yeah, like the whole thing okay. of, you know, oh, I'm I just old school you. or whatever. I have to marry you first. Or just, I don't know. It was just weird. It was just, and it felt very out of, like, out of context. 
with yeah. everything else happening in the movies. So it was like, what? Um, well, yeah. Plus, we also he... have to contextualize this movie. Like, the last two movies came out at the same time as Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, which I am still convinced is the only reason that we had a part one and a part two, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so I might rewatch them, even though I hate love stories, but just because it's just, it's so dumb. You know, there's some movies that are just so dumb that sometimes it feels nice to rewatch them just because you don't have a crazy plot. It's not a thriller where you're like, you know, oh, my God, who might have killed this person, blah, blah, blah. And it's not a political thriller. Like, usually when I watch movies, it's more like true crime and, you know, spy mm-hmm. movies and action movies. So it's nice to just take a break sometimes and wonder Okay, but are the werewolf and the vampire really banging it out behind Bella's back or not? My money's still on yes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so I went through, you know, three, four weeks of this. I'm happy to give it up for now. Very happy <laughs> even. Maybe in 15 years, I'll revisit them. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing I'm running into kind of being an adult Mm. is that I still look back fondly on those things and you realize the parts of it that weren't good just in general you realize the parts of it that were like oh I guess I you contextualize like oh this is why I connected with this even if it wasn't Mm -hmm. like the healthiest Mm -hmm. thing exactly but it's also like I can't really in good faith recommend these movies because a you know everyone knows these movies and b Mm -hmm. I don't know if they've aged that well, both in terms no. of like production and plot, how we view relationships, what we think of relationships, yeah. uh, representation, which I do want to point out is an issue with these movies. Oh, yeah. um, and the mixed impact that it's had on indigenous communities in Washington state, oh, yeah. specifically mm-hmm. the actual tribe that yeah. is portrayed. That didn't even get any sort of uh money yeah. from uh you know them using the tribe's name and stories and kind of history um, yeah but I on guess... the other hand yeah but on the other hand they did get like increased like profile and like notoriety from it to the yeah, point where they, they were awarded of tourists yeah but... but they also got more land which is enabling them oh, to good. help fight climate change in their communities so it's a mixed bag um mm-hmm. i again i think we mentioned at the beginning um, I don't think that this movie is the worst thing to ever happen to literacy no. or to cinema. I don't think this is the most unhealthy relationship you've ever seen. Oh, but no, again, worse. is it really a compelling romance? Not really. No. Is it like a healthy romance? No, not not one that I'm invested in. And no. are the characters themselves good people to where you root for them? I mean, to a sense, but also it's like, I wouldn't want to hang out with Bella. I wouldn't want to hang out with Edward. And that's kind of a, not a red flag it's just kind of like a meh yeah i definitely would not like to hang out with jacob either he's like such a ball of nerves that cannot keep a shirt on and i feel like it would be just so like what the fuck dude what are you doing yeah yeah uh so unrealistic expectations of masculinity am i right anyway um yeah so i know that you have a project for me now yes so 
As our intrepid podcast listeners might know, and if this is your first episode, um, this is stuff that we like to do a lot of the time. It's not just news and politics. It's also pop culture and mm-hmm. stuff that we're looking back on and going like, what the heck was that? Like Twilight, for instance. Yeah. Um, but now, now it's my turn to help <laughs> drive the conversation a little bit to confuse the confused. Anyway, now, <laughs> I don't ASMR. know what that was. <laughs> ASMR. Ah, no. Stop Sorry. it. That was me tapping the microphone. Anyway, um, so now I guess it's going to be like, not my turn, because that sounds way too territorial. But um, <laughs> we've talked about our favorite comfort movies. Camille's talked about her favorite movies, like Train to Busan. We've now gone through the <laughs> Twilight Saga. And now I'm going to be picking movies that are some of my favorite movies for Camille to watch. And it's going to be a little bit of a cross-cultural thing. Because I like to, my interests are very aligned with the content of this podcast, which is why it's a podcast, in that <laughs> I do like learning about social things. I love learning about different cultures. And surprise, surprise, a lot of my favorite movies have to do with that. So we're going to be picking out some of my favorite movies for us to watch and Camille to react to. Next up, um, I'm really excited about this, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, we're going to be talking about one of my absolute favorite movies which is the 1963 movie Charade, starring Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant. Um, Just to kind of set it up, uh, this movie has been described as the Hitchcock film that Hitchcock never made. It's also one of Audrey Hepburn's best performances. And to to tie it in even more to the theme of our podcast, uh, it is set in Paris. And it follows the... um, it follows the exploits of Regina Lampert, a dissatisfied housewife to a wealthy Parisian guy. Um, she's contemplating getting a divorce from him. But then, as she's coming back from her vacation with her friend, where she's like, you know, I think I just need to be the bigger person and divorce him. She comes back to Paris and finds her apartment ransacked and completely gutted. And her husband was found dead by the train tracks on his way fleeing the country. Not only that, but there's a misplaced treasure. There are villains after her. And she has made a new friend that she doesn't know. Is he on her side? Or is he trying to, like, hurt her? But, you know, I'm going to lead it up to the next episode for Camille to find out. Um, It's also really funny uh the performances are really great and i also would love to see your reaction to it because again it is in paris it was shot on location it's very like you get a sense of like what paris was like in the 60s you get some of like that good european humor um but also you get audrey hepburn being like this embodiment of class but also coming out of nowhere with like some of the weirdest funniest shit you've ever seen so well, I am looking forward to it then. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting thing about this movie, which is why I hope it'll be more accessible, is that due to a fluke with how it was released, um, it is kind of available to view in the public domain, but not really. Basically, due to how copyright laws worked when it was released, they forgot to put copyright Warner Brothers or Paramount in the 
or <laughs> I think it's universal in the uh, in the credits. So it was kind of accidentally made copyright free when it was released. Oh. So you can find really good versions of it on YouTube w- without any cost. So yeah, I just saw the one that was released in 2020 that has the entire movie and it's already got like 1.7 million views. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, listen, that just that sounds fun. So I'll be watching that next weekend uh, to talk to everybody about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's not as long, too. I think it's either just two hours or maybe like an hour and 40 minutes or something like that. Yeah, around that. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's a very it's a very it's a very good rom com, a very good fun thriller, and it's also just like very fun in that kind of vintage movie style. So nice, yeah, nice. Well, you know, I'm just I'm just happy to discover new things. You know, Twilight was more for like a nostalgia kind of thing, so I'll be happy to actually discover new things. And if it's filmed in Paris in the '60s, uh, I'm guessing I want to discover some stuff about you know, Paris in the 60s too, in terms of landscapes and, and everything else. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hope everyone else, I hope everyone else is also looking forward to it. Um, and with that, I think maybe it's time to wrap up. What do you think, Camille? I think it's midnight and I feel like Cinderella saying, listen, uh, you know, my carriage waits and I've lost a shoe. It's pumpkin time, bitches. Um, <laughs> with that, thank you so much for listening to Transatlantic Confusion. Uh, if you wanted to follow us, uh, we are available on all major podcasting sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overwatch, and Google Podcasts. Yes, uh, not Overwatch, Overcast, and Google Podcasts as well. We are also available on Anchor, which is where we record. If you wanted to follow us on social media to get podcast updates and the fun things that we share with each other throughout the week, you can follow us on Instagram at Podcast Transatlantic. You can also follow us personally. I am at Dev Moncada on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, that's mostly where I post. And you can follow Camille at Confused underscore Atlantic or um, no. Confused <laughs> underscore Camille. Confused I underscore I am Camille. not an ocean. I am a pigeon. No, that's different. But- <laughs> no, but you are an ocean away, and uh, I no. miss you. I miss you too. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Devin, I love you, and I will talk to you very soon. Talk to you soon. Alrighty, bye bye, au revoir. A bientôt.